Welcome back. This is episode five of Big Ideas for Small Business. And today, once again, I'm your guest host, Jesse Dantese. And once again, I have the distinct pleasure to be interviewing the founder of our podcast series, Mr. Tim Hayden. Tim, welcome back. This is episode five, like I said, and I understand that today uh, we are going to be unpacking the very uh, first of three. Last week you gave, or last month you gave us the introduction, and uh, today we're actually going to dive in to the circles that you had talked about, and today's being the first being the work circle. So good morning, and uh, thanks for being back with us. Yeah, Jess, man, uh, you know, it's cool to be on the other side. I'm normally sitting in your seat. So for the second month in a row, I get, uh, I, I, I'm blessed that you get to interview me. So this should be a lot of fun, and I look forward, look forward to our interviews today. All right. Well, I can tell you this. You don't look for it more uh, than we do. Uh, last time, I know that uh, being a small business guy, you just give us so many great truths and, and nuggets, and I'm sure that that's why people are coming back to hear episode five here. So with that, we're just going to jump right in and put you on the hot seat and talking about the work circle. What is your definition of success? You know, Jess, I'm going to answer that. But first of all, I'm going to just do a quick reflection back to last month. And what we did, we introduced the balanced life concept. And we talked about the three circles being a work circle, family circle, and self circle. So today we're going to really unpack the work circle, which really drives, you know, a lot of the things that we do as far as financially, you know, we've got to work in order to have income to put on our table so we can put, so we can put food on our, on our plates, you know, and support our family. So uh, one cool thing, you know, last month, as you know, you may remember, we talk about balanced life. You interviewed me. I was sitting in a rental car in Tampa, Florida, uh, getting ready to watch my uh, where I went, where I went to college, Clemson University. You know where I, where I am a graduate. Uh, we got. I was getting ready to prepare to go to that, so I enjoyed some family time and self time. And man, you know what? Our team won the national championship. So it's, it's, as a Clemson guy, it's great to say national champions and hold that number one up and know that our team finished on the top of the world last year as far as the college football. Um, uh, arena, so national champions. It's got a good ring to it, doesn't it, Jess? It does. Clemson flag flies at the top of the mountain, I think Dabo said. <laughs> I think you're right. So, um, you know, but hey, but you're, so I think that was really cool to do that. So, again, you know, we've got listeners that are listening today, and I think that it's important that you really work on getting the balanced life. So, hopefully, you know, this series that we're going through is going to help you maybe reprioritize some of the things you're doing. And hopefully you're going to be able to take some good life lessons out to make you a better leader in everything that you do. So, Jess, your question to me was, what is your definition of success? So, again, to me, so um, within our organization, it's, it's seeing other people grow. You know, a lot of people say success is defined by how much money you make. You know, it's not. People may think that it is. But to me, it's seeing, it's me being able to empty my cup into other team members in our organization and see them grow. Because at the end of the day, the more valuable they are to the organization, ultimately, the more they're going to, the more, the more valuable they're going to be to you personally, the more money you're going to want to pay and make sure that they stay. So all those things that go with it. So, but I think that, um, you know, when the definition of success in business to me is seeing other people grow. 
um, and for people getting credit, uh, I want other people to get credit for our success, not just me. And as the leader of our organization, I get credit a lot of times when it's not deserved as the leader, but I also have to take care. You know what? I get blamed for a lot of things. Sometimes it's my fault and sometimes it's not. In leadership roles, we've got to take both of those responsibilities. You know, we get the good, the bad, the ugly, and everything in between. And as leaders, we just got to be able to work through that and handle that, you know. So I think that uh, but I like to see other people get credit for our success. I think that's real important. And I'm a, I'm a we guy, not a me guy. It's important that the team wins. You know, I'm a fierce competitor. You know that. But I want to win so we can give back and to our community, give back to our team members. We can't do that if we don't win and make a profit. So we are a for-profit organization. So um, but I think one thing, definition of success with uh, family, to me, and we're going to talk about the family in depth, the family circle in depth next month, is seeing them grow into the people and followers of Jesus that they want to be. Because at the end of the day, that's the most important thing, in my opinion, as a Christian. And I think that, you know, you need to have, you need to understand what success looks like in work. We talked about that briefly, but in family and in self. So we can talk about some, that may be a good opening question next month. You know, how do we find that in the family circle? I kind of unpacked that already. So hope that answers your question. It does. It does. And just like last time, it actually leads me to more because I think about it from the, again, the small business and leadership arena. And the, the question is, man, I love everything you're saying. I agree with everything you're saying. And then naturally it comes to this next question. How do you determine what's important when you're accomplishing this? Yeah. Again, another great question. I say that every time, but I mean it. I think a better question, how do you determine what is essential? Some things that we think are important aren't essential. And I think that as we, as we do, a, um, as we do a, a, an inventory of our time and we look at what we spend our time on, if you, you, you make, make a list of what is important and what is essential, there's some things that I have to do as a leader that only I can do. So I think that uh, to me, what, what is important or essential is having a balanced life. You know, work drives income that supports everything that we do. It supports making sure that, you know, that we, that we tithe and give to our local church. If we don't work and make an income, we can't do that. It supports, as I mentioned earlier, putting food on our table. You know, it, those are important things. I think that, uh, I think that if you ask, and we talked about this last month, um, if people drew their circles, most of them, their first circle will be, their work circle will be pretty big, their family circle will be smaller, and their self circle would be almost non-existent or very small. So I think you want to, um, I think it's important that, and it's essential that we build a rich and rewarding life outside of work. And if we're not, if we're not careful as leaders, and if you're, you know what, if you, if you own a small business and man, you've got, you're wearing so many different hats, you may think that's impossible to do. Well, I'm here to tell you that it's not, it's just a matter, it's a matter of looking at things differently than you are right now. So, and, and we go through seasons. So, you know, and, and Jess, you know, I'm a big workout guy. Uh, we'll talk about this in a little bit. But, um, you know, and I'm, I'm a CrossFit guy. I'm a, I'm a weightlifter that runs, as we say. So, um, you know, and, you know, I didn't do CrossFit in December or January or February. You know, we're, this is our February um, podcast. I'm planning on starting back in March. So, you know what I'm doing right now? I'm working out at home. I know that my workload is pretty heavy. I don't want to take the time to drive to our local YMCA. So I'm working at home. So working out is important to me, part of one of my circles, but I'm, 
But you know what? I'm giving myself more time to get a few more things done at work by not having to drive to a gym. I might just work out at home. That makes sense. It does. Yeah, I love it. And that's, you know, it makes me think of the book, Good to Great. And in that book, if you've read it, many of us have out here, it talks about making sure you have the right people on your bus. And like, I kind of asked you the question, the important people, and you rephrase it, know the essential people or the essential things, uh, rather. And I couldn't agree more. And so it almost leads directly into this next question for you. So we, we've understand the importance of, or having essential, you know, things um, pointed out and, and making sure we have those targeted. Well, then when you have that, how do you determine your priorities from, from that? You know, um, let, me, let me first give a shout out to Greg McNowan. M-C-K-E-O-W-N. He wrote the book Essentialism. So I got that from him. I read that book last year. I encourage our audience. It's a great read, uh, especially if you're a small business person. Um, but how do I determine my priorities? Man, I'll tell you, I think you have to have a plan. You know, if we're, you know, when I went to Tampa last month, if I didn't follow it and I flew down there, but if I didn't, you know what? Uh, the pilot had to know, he had to put his coordinates in his GPS to know where he's going. It's no different than in our daily lives. If we don't have a pathway of what we plan on doing every day, we can get lost and we can get consumed with non-essential things. So I have a daily routine. Jess and you and I have done this before. We used to meet several years ago at, the, at our local YMCA. We'd work out every morning, first thing in the morning, probably at 5.30 in the morning or so. Jess, I changed my workout routines. I work out in the afternoons now. Because the first thing I do when I get up is I, I have my quiet time, I call it. So I read several devotion devotionals. I journal. I started doing that less than a year ago. That's when I have my prayer time. And then after that, you know, I don't um, – I may check my calendar. Uh, I will – I don't check email. I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. That's a big deal for me. Um, used to, and I tell you, as small business folks, um, Jess, you may can raise your hand right now. First thing you do, get up. Look at your phone. I don't do that. You know, my alarm is on my phone now. So um, so I get up and I hit it, but I don't check my email. You know, a lot of times I don't check my email until after I get in the office. And most of the time I don't even do that. Um, you know, one thing that I did, and I highly encourage you to do that, and I'm actually pushing you now a little bit. I've got an executive assistant that I work with uh, that in, uh, she does a fantastic job for me. She manages my email. Jess, I never dreamed I was going to be able to not manage my email. But you know what, man? It's an awesome thing. I'll give you an example. This morning, I prepared for three meetings this morning. If I'd have been deep in my email and all, I would, I would be thinking about other things. You know what? I was intentional. So now when I have my meetings, I think they'll go real well. And these are my, some of the, two of those are one-on-one -on -one meetings I'm having with my staff. So if I don't take the time to prepare, you know, I need to lead them well. I can't lead if I don't prepare. But I think, um, you know, I need to have a to-do list, and I've got to be intentional with having family time on there, you know. And I know as leaders, I get overwhelmed a lot of times with I bring homework home with me. You know what? I've learned over the years to put it on pause, take care of things at home, and then crank it back up. So uh, even, it may be after my kids now I've gone to bed. My wife's taking her first nap, as we say, on the couch. So, and I may do a little homework then, and that's okay. Um, but I do think that and I talked about the season that I was in right now. Work is really busy. We're growing. We've got a lot of projects going on. So I'm not working at the Y. 
and it's okay. You know, but I think that we have to pre-plan the circles in our lives to, to have a balanced life. So you know what? I changed it up a little bit the last couple of months and I'm not going to the why. So the thing that you have to get, the thing you have to do is that you have to be flexible and adjustable, but you got to be very intentional on, you know what? If you've got to work out today, you can do it at home. You can go run from your house. You don't have to go to the why. You don't have to go meet a friend. You can do that on your own. You need to be disciplined enough to do that. So, uh, I, well, I said an awful lot to answer that one question, but I hope that makes sense. It does. You know, it, it lets me know that we're on the same page as usual. But, um, you know, having the right people on the bus, the right uh, things on your bus, if you will, and then prioritizing those, it's kind of like it's not just good enough to get them on the bus. It's, it, you have to put them in the right places for this to really be successful. And I think that's exactly what you just unpacked for us there. So talk to me a little bit about how a small business owner should or could spend time on dollar tasks versus uh, getting eat up on nickel tasks. You know, and let me say this. I've got to give my great friend and my brother in Christ, Mark Greenway, credit for this. Because a couple of years ago, he says, Tim, you need to be working on the dollar task, not the nickel task. And he really unpacked that for me. And I think that a big thing for me is that I truly have learned to delegate. So I need to make sure that I'm spending time doing things that really only I can do or I can do best. You know, there's a lot of little things that, you know what, my, sis, my, my assistant handles that for me. And just it's an absolute game changer for me. So, you know what? She sends me three notes. Typically, she'll send me three Slack messages. We use Slack to communicate instead of having text messages and emails and everything else. And so I'll get about three a day. I get one in the morning and one at lunch and one in the afternoon. If there's anything that is an urgent matter, hey, you know what? She'll send it to me and I'll take care of it. You know, but I think that um, you know, being able to do everything as a leader in our business, it's not. So if you if you're a small company and you've got two team members and yourself, you know even the even if you if you're responsible for everything, you need to learn to delegate some stuff to somebody else so you can work on the big things. And you know what? You may be in a tough season, you can't do it, but you got to put a plan together to start doing that. Because if you delegate, it'll increase your efficiency, it'll improve your performance, and it'll free leaders up like you and me, and hopefully a lot of people listening to our podcast to focus on their vision. And um, hey. Mentally, just for a long time, I felt guilty trying. I, I, I thought I could do everything, and I felt guilty asking anybody to do anything for me. But the reality of it is, I'm going to be a better leader if I can delegate the nickels and work on the big things that only I can work on. I mentioned it earlier. Only, I'm the only one that can prepare to have my one-on-one -on -one meetings for one of my staff members, one of my direct reports. Nobody else can do that. I can't delegate that. But you know what? I can delegate somebody checking my emails and following up. I can delegate, listen to a voicemail, responding to something that is not essential for me to be doing. So, um, and, I, and I think in doing that and in, in doing that and not working on the nickel task, you can focus on things only you can do. And I do want to, um, I want to mention that there's two things that as leaders, we cannot delegate. We cannot delegate vision, the vision of our company, and we cannot delegate the culture. You know, we can't delegate that either. So I think that, um, anyway, 
uh, I said all that. And hey, what we permit, we promote. That's a podcast in itself right there in regards to culture. <laughs> That's deep. I like it. So help me. Obviously, you, you have done a great deal of action and not as much words as the rest of us. Um, and that's a dangerous trap I know I tend to get into. So tell me a little bit about the support team that you have in place around you that you've built that's enabling you to have this healthy work-life boundary set up. Yeah, again, another great question. Let me say this. Um, you know, one of the best things I have ever done, if not the best thing for our business, is I hired a, I hired a CEO coach, someone from the outside, to be able to come in and speak truth to me. You know what? I, and hey, I have had, he's been, he's been my coach for about over, you know, uh, yeah, almost six years now. So actually longer than that, six and a half years. And I think that the thing about it is that we can't do life alone. And for me, and you know what? I actually, I worked with him for about four years and I said, okay, I've retired and move on. I'm jokingly retired. And, and then I tried to get some of our staff members to hold me accountable. Yes, it doesn't work because they work for me. They're not going to hold me accountable like someone on the outside is going to. So I think, you know, and having a coach and, you know, we're going to interview him in the next, you know, after we finish this, um, after we finish this series, you know, we're going to interview him about the importance of having coaching in your life. Um, having our executive team here in our business has been a game changer for me. Being able to, you know, have weekly, I have a weekly uh, weekend review with those guys and, you know, just have somebody that I can lean on and do life together. And it's got to be somebody that you can trust. I talked earlier about um, an executive assistant. You know, Jess, it's, it's one of the best things I've ever done. I have truly embraced having an assistant. It took me a long time, but I tell you, I could not imagine trying to do my job and do my do life without her helping me. It's an absolute game changer. It is, a, I believe when it's all said and done, it'll be as important to me as, as, as me having a, having a coach. I really, I think it's that big of a game changer for me and you need to do it, brother. I've been telling you that. So it's, it's, it's a, it's a huge deal. Um, I think that having, um, having mentors and peers, uh, in your, in your life. And one thing that Jeff, Jeff, that I'm blessed, you know, you're part of our local, uh, CEO Christian Roundtable group that we have. We have five business owners. We meet, you know, the second Tuesday every month we meet next Tuesday. And it's great that we, um, you know, we're able to do life. We are able to do life together, not alone. And you know what? Last month I brought some heavy stuff to our group. And you know what? You guys helped me walk through what I needed to do. You know, uh, I can't, and again, I think that it's really awesome. And you know what? We talk about spiritual things. We talk about business things. We talk about family things. We just bring different things to the table, but it's great that we've been doing that for over a year. I can't imagine not having that group and us not doing that on a monthly basis. Um, my spouse, you know, wow, without her life doesn't exist. I mean, you know, really. So, um, you know, Dawn is my best friend. Um, as you know, Jess, I've told you this before that I'm the president of her fan club, you know, and I'm <laughs> delighted and honored to have that, you better um, be. have that role. Absolutely. And I want to continue to, and, Hey, you know, and you know, we talk about things and, and here's what I tell her, you know, and you know, I call her sweetie. So I say, sweetie, when it comes to work stuff, I tell you what you need to know. I mean, I don't want to tell her the little things that are not important. I want to tell her the things that are essential. And you know, we've been we've been going through some transition and change here. And I have I've, I have let her know some of the big stuff going on. I value her opinion, so it's important that she knows what's going on. 
Um, you know, our, my kids, you know, again, just continue to pour into them. Uh, I want to spend as much time as possible, you know, hey, teach a child they should go when they're old and want to part from it. So, uh, again, I mean, that's why if I, had, if I didn't have that team around me that God has blessed me with, man, it would be really hard to try to be doing this all on my own. It'd be impossible, I think. So, and I think and I'll, I'll close with this on that comment is just we, um, you know, you and I had a God, two and a half hour lunch with a guy last week or uh, two weeks ago that, you know what? It was great. We got to share business and some of the things that we're talking about today. And ultimately, we got to pour ourselves into him. And you know what? God, five years ago, uh, well, you know what? Seven, eight years ago, I couldn't imagine spending two and a half hours with anybody at lunch. But you know what? It was okay. I thought it was great, didn't you? I did. felt like it was an investment in eternity. Yep, I agree. I agree. Well, Tim, thank you so much for running through these questions, but let me, let me ask you one last thing. Why, just give me your final thoughts on this work circle. You could sum it up for us. You know, um, I think that uh, time management is important, and especially when it comes to work. And again, work on the nickels, work on the dollars, excuse me, not the nickels. And we got to remember that our time is not God's time. And something that we think has got to be done right now. God's got a master plan for all of us. And I hope and pray that all of our listeners have got a relationship with him. Um, we talked about it earlier. And, I, and if you talked about the support staff that is around me is we can't do life alone. And I, you know, like I said, earlier, I can't imagine doing things in life without the, the group of brothers and sisters that the Lord has put around me. And I think that you've got to, you've got to invest. You got to be purpose. You, you have to invest in people and mentors in your life. One thing that I'm doing, our campus pastor at our church, I go to lunch with him once a month. And you know what? He's a, he's a guy, he's younger than I am. And hey, it's great that he asks me a lot of questions. I ask him a lot of questions. We both pour into each other. So I think it's giving back, you know, and I think that, uh, you know, we'll talk about this in future podcasts, but if you don't have a mentor in your life, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, you need one. You know what, if you've got a business, maybe there's some a business leader in your community that you look up to, invite him to lunch. You know, pay him a hundred bucks to go to lunch with you if you don't know you. And bring your questions and ask him questions, let him answer them and be be and be number one, be physically and mentally there and ask some questions and learn. That's how you learn. You know what? Read books, read leadership books. I read too many of them. So hope that answers your questions, Jess. It does. It does, and it's been an exciting day. It's uh, been one of those moments that we had hoped for. We got the next series right around the corner next month. I'll talk, talk a little bit about the family circle and uh, looking forward to that. And uh, I appreciate your candidness today and taking time to pour yourself into all of us listeners out here wanting to learn how to be a better leader and to uh, adopt these big ideas for small businesses. So to everybody out there listening, tell your friends to tune in. Listen to the other podcast and join us next time for Big Ideas for Small Business. And thank you again for tuning in. God bless.